0: Congratulations are in order. Uh, The U.S. Air Force has announced the new home for the U.S. Space Command Headquarters. Now, many of you probably knew where it was going to be. I did not. So, congratulations are in order. Say it with me to Huntsville, Alabama. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I know I know Congratulations to Huntsville, Alabama As the new home For the U.S. Space Command Headquarters Now, apparently uh, Huntsville's nickname, Rocket City Is thanks to uh, Werner von Braun And his team of fellow German-born rocketeers Who settled there in the 50s And it's been the home to the Army's Redstone Arsenal and NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center so congratulations to Huntsville Alabama as the new home now people in Colorado that uh, house the space command right now at Peterson Air Force Base are unhappy to say the least and they want it moved back once you know the new administration takes over So we'll see how long Huntsville can claim to be the home of the headquarters of U.S. Space Command. But until a new administration lets it go back to Colorado Springs, right now it's Huntsville, Alabama. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Sad news from London. Uh, the Queen Raven, Merlina, is missing. I know. <laughs> I know. I was devastated too. Now, Merlina joined the flock in 2007 and has not been seen for several weeks. Now, I don't know if Merlina has uh, kicked the bucket or, you know, uh, claws to the sky but uh, they believe that she's dead. Uh, A spokesman for the Ravens said that uh, she sadly probably passed away. Um, She's obviously the undisputed ruler of the Roost Queen of the Tower Ravens. Now I didn't realize that they at the London the tower of london they had a raven master but they do the raven master christopher Skyfe. and he is uh, he's the man and he said he's going to be taking some time to mourn and who isn't let's just a moment of silence for merlina okay and uh, they have no immediate plans to replace merlina i i, I mean i, I guess Would you go out and recruit female ravens? Yes, that's exactly what you do. Now, Charles II is believed to have been the first monarch to officially decree that the birds must be kept at the tower at all times. And when the numbers fell to just one single raven guard, Winston Churchill ordered that the flock, known as an unkindness, was increased to at least six. Now, in 2018, the Tower launched a raven breeding program after historic royal palaces warned it was becoming increasingly difficult to source the birds. I, you know, I didn't know. But they need unkindness at the Tower of London. I love that ravens, the flock of ravens, are unkindness. I mean, we all know, you know, the group of crows is called a murder of crows, right? But uh, I wasn't aware that uh, ravens were called unkindness. And no one knows, you know, where it came from. It's probably, you know, some association with witches and death. I don't even know where a murder for the crows came from. It's just uh, you know, eh, it's just some name that's been used for you know thousands of years, and we still stick with it. But just know that Merlina, if you happen to, you know, if you happen to know about Merlina, I hate to break it to you, she's probably dead. So another moment of silence for Merlina. Okay, that's good. Before I get into Sephora and their fight against racial bias, uh, a couple of quick headlines to let you know what's going on around the world. Remember that uh, for the first time in history, a sitting U.S. president, Donald J. Trump, has been impeached twice. So we've got that going for us. And the Nancy Pelosi lectern that was taken last week from Florida Man, has uh, been returned. So last night I got the uh, message on Twitter that his reign has come to an end. Um, The power of the United States federal government has finally been wrestled out of the hands of Florida man. And it's making it uh, an official end to his brutal reign. And so they showed the lectern being pushed back into the Capitol. I don't understand the video at all. This one lady who I thought at first was AOC, but, you know, it obviously isn't, was just pushing the lectern across the tile into wherever, whatever room it goes. There's all these people standing around taking pictures and other people. Nobody helps her. She's just scraping the tile, pushing this lectern across the floor. It's really bizarre. But it has been returned and we're all, better for it. So Sephora, uh, you know, the beauty products retailer and, you know, who isn't a fan of Sephora, said Wednesday that it will bolster the number of black-owned brands, scale back on third-party security guards, and offer more inclusive marketing as part of a plan to combat racial bias at its stores. Now, the company revealed That it uh, did a study, took an in depth look at racial bias in the retail shopping experience. The study is based on a combination of employee and shopper surveys and academic research. It began in the fall of 2019, ended late last year. It found that two in five U.S. retail shoppers have personally experienced unfair treatment on the basis of their race or skin tone. It also found that black shoppers are more likely than white shoppers to receive unfair treatment based on their skin color. I would like to see what is considered unfair treatment, but... They don't say what has the unfair treatment. But the issue, of course, racial bias has taken more importance for companies in the wake of the protest over police brutality last summer of George Floyd in Minneapolis. So as part of the plan, Sephora plans to double the assortment of black-owned brands to 16 by the end of the year. I don't know how many brands they have in Sephora, but... 16 really doesn't sound like that much, but good. You know, good. I don't care. The more products, the better. It's also going to prominently feature and advertise black-owned brands through a dedicated tab on the Sephora website. Good, because you want to be able to distinguish between the black brands and the white people brands the people of color brands and the white people brands. You want that distinguished no matter where you're at. In fact, what we need is a special place just for black people and just for white people to shop inside the stores, right? That's inclusion. So we're almost there. Among other changes, they're going to reduce the presence of third-party security officers at its 500 U.S. stores. And you think to yourself, oh. Okay, then how are they going to protect their products from being stolen? Well, uh, they're going to use more in-house specialists as a way to minimize shoppers' concerns about policing. So they're just going to have more undercover security people wandering the store. Is that going to stop them? So So many municipalities don't do anything to anybody that steals anything under five or six or 700 bucks anyway so if they come in and take what they want what are you going to do are you going to stop them i don't know i don't think so now it, the sephora said that uh jean-andre roguet a uh, president and ceo of sephora set uh sephora americas he's the president of president and ceo of sephora americas We know we're in a strong position to influence positive changes in the retail industry and society at large, and it's our responsibility to step up. So there you have it, Sephora, making things better for everyone by adding to their assortment of products more black, I'm sorry, people of color, but black-owned brands to 16 uh, by the end of this year So they're not going to do it right now But they're going to get to it Before the end of this year And uh, they're going to feature And advertise black owned brands Through a dedicated tab on the website And it doesn't say here That they're going to have a special Separate place for people of color To shop in the store But I bet you we're getting to that real soon Another day Another apology Wasted Wasted we talked about Bruce Willis yesterday uh, leaving or getting kicked out of the Rite Aid for not wearing a mask. He was asked to wear put on a mask, and uh, he just left. Now there's different reports saying that he was asked to leave, but the other report, the first report, was that they asked him to put a mask on. Somebody took a picture of him, and he just walked out. So, and I'm all for that, right? So even the, I know he's got his. Uh, You know, he has his bandana tied around his neck, which he could have easily pulled up. But he decided, you know what? I'm in the Rite Aid. I'm shopping. And I, you know, I just don't want to hear it. So he just left. That was the original story. Then it moved to he was asked to wear because he refused to wear a mask. And so they kicked him out. So he issued an apology, which never works. How many times do we see... It's an everyday thing. I'm going to make it into... I think we're just going to make it a daily thing. Another apology wasted. Because, again, originally he didn't say anything. He just laughed. And because somebody took a picture, obviously they're going to make it into a big deal. We talked a little bit about that yesterday. Well, he apologized, of course. Because he couldn't just leave it alone. Why? Why couldn't he just leave it alone? But... Uh, of course he did, but he didn't apologize and he didn't say, oh, "I just didn't feel like putting on the mask and I just left." Uh, you know, no, he said it was an error in judgment. Be safe out there, everyone, and let's continue to mask up. Ick. Now, Bruce, again, it's not going to work, and it didn't because people didn't don't believe it. They still hate you for not wearing a mask he was just i mean they just made fun of him relentlessly i mean because of course the you know the new york post tweet was bruce willis asked to leave pharmacy for refusing to wear a mask and you know jake tapper and you thought hudson hawk was bad and die hard with a ventilator And surely the negative press can't have been worth just pulling the bandana over his nose for a minute. Um, Bruce Willis, earlier that day, and they show a cover of a book from, it looks like, Spongebob, How to Become a Clown in Less Than 20 Minutes. It's just, it never works. Never. I don't understand. There's pictures of him with the mask on and with his family. He was just out... He should not have apologized. I'm sorry. He should have just gone with it. And when asked about it oh, down the road for a while, uh, he just w- could say, you know what? I just didn't feel like wearing a mask then. And they told me to put on the mask. And I decided, no, I'm not going to wear the mask. And I left. I didn't make a big deal about it. I just left. I decided to take my business elsewhere. Elsewhere. As I ha- get to do in America, even though it's California and I don't really get to do it. But to know, but no, even doctors, to all my healthcare providers in Los Angeles on the front lines of the pandemic, seeing countless patients die. If you see this die hard Republican Bruce Willis, just know he was kicked out of an LA Rite Aid on Monday after he refused to wear a mask. No. Uh, a, we don't even know if he's a Republican. I guess he was behind. W at one point I don't think he ever came out against or for Trump and because he was for George W. Bush he's now you know a Republican okay okay whatever but of course I mean the narrative is completely changed but my point is never bend the knee to the rage mob there was no point in him apologizing and saying an error in judgment, be safe out there. Let's continue to mask up. Why, Bruce? Why? Why apologize? Just don't say anything. Say I decided. You know, I just don't understand it. I just don't. But proof that apologies don't work because they 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 in quotation marks or parentheses or whatever you want to put around they circled, highlighted they don't care your apology means nothing and most of the time makes it worse so the headline with the uh, from the new daily poll with Scott Rasmussen a quarter of Americans believe it's time for US to split into separate red blue countries uh, okay uh, kind of you know um, they 25% of respondents back splitting the red states and blue states into separate countries kinda a uh, very solid majority 62% oppose such a measure well 11% strongly favored it 14% somewhat favored it 10% somewhat opposed strongly oppose and of course you always have the 12% of I don't know so really do you have even 25% that are ready to break the country into red and blue states or red and blue countries break the United States of America into two separate countries I don't know man I don't know the survey of 1200 registered voters using a mixed-mode approach from January 7th to January 9th. Um, Respondents were contacted online or via text. Uh, 227 were contacted using automated phone polling techniques. Online respondents were selected from a list of registered voters and through a process of random digital engagement. Okay. Uh, Certain quotas were applied and the sample was lightly weighted by geography, gender, age, race, education, and political party to reasonably reflect the nation's population of registered voters. Other variables were reviewed to ensure that the final sample is representative of that population. So if you take that into account, uh, and then go back to 25% of respondents back splitting the red states and blue states into separate countries... Kinda no not really Uh sure. There's eleven percent that strongly favor it, and then there's twelve percent that I don't know So are we there yet? <laughs> are you the kid in the back seat? Hollering are we there yet? Are we in the blue countryside yet? Are we in the red country yet? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink. Seriously. Oh, man. Oh. So, so good. As long as we're in the break room, remember you can always email com with any of your questions or comments or want to play along. And in fact, I've got an email... From uh, Allison today, that uh, tremendous, tremendous. I'm glad to see I'm not the only one, and I'm a little disappointed that I didn't receive uh, the same thing that she did. This man from Tokyo is a genius, and I'm—I think I'm going to start doing this. So this 37-year-old Tokyo man now rents himself out to other people to do nothing. I know. I know, genius. So he advertises himself as the person who can eat and drink and give simple feedback, but you know, do nothing if if you want. Uh, it's fine. Uh, I just want to, you know, I want to be have people, you know, be happy, and I'm there for you. Now he initially did this for free, and then he realized, well, that's dumb um that's really dumb i can make some money so he charges now he's in tokyo so he charges 10,000 yen which is roughly about 96 bucks per request i mean might as well bump it he's keeping it rounded he doesn't want to get up to 100 bucks which is probably you know 10,050 yen i don't know what it is but anyway uh no 54 bucks would probably be what 500 yen anyway um Well, that's easy enough to find out, but it's math and I don't care. The, uh, just know that it's roughly about $96 per request. Now people are requesting him for gaming sessions to make up the numbers, uh, turn up to send off people who are moving away. Uh, he accompanies people who are filing for divorce. He listened, uh, to healthcare workers who have become mentally unwell due to the exhausting work. Yeah. And he just, uh, you know, or do or do nothing. Just hang out and, and do nothing. It's important. Um, it's the best thing to do is to help lower the bar for them by staying on their side. Just go for a walk. Uh, you know, just go for a walk. Um, one person said, you know, I'd been slack about visiting the hospital, but I went because he came with me. Oh, yeah. And I just, some people just want them to do nothing and go for a walk and, you know, of course, socially distanced away, but just be there with them as they walk. Genius. Genius. I'm going to start doing this. This is outstanding. Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. I'll show up and just hang out and we could do it. We could just not talk. <laughs> I understand, uh, you know, thinking that, you know, I'll do it for free, but no, no. You want me to hang out? I'll stay socially distanced. I'll put on my mask, you know, if you want me to. And, uh, I would just hang out and not talk. (laughs) I am in love with that. That is genius. good for, and his name is Shojai Maramado. S-H-O-J-I-M-O-R-I-M-O-T-O. He's got, uh, I don't know, 270,000 followers on Twitter. I'm sure he hasn't lost any followers on Twitter. And he's backed up. He's got about 3,000 requests. His uh, rent a person and do nothing. So genius. I'm, I'm going to start doing that right now. You, you too can have me, Chewing the Fat, Jeff Fisher, hang out. When you need somebody in your life to just be there and not talk, just be there with you. I'm there for you. hundred bucks a pop. Okay. Now, if you don't want to spend any money, you can subscribe to this podcast. If you're listening to this right now and you're not a subscriber to the show, please do so. Subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. That way, you know when the shows are uploaded and you can download them and listen to them at your convenience. Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Subscribe. There's a plethora of platforms you can subscribe on. Uh, you know, of course, the big ones are iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, but there's uh, there's a plethora of them out there. I know that. And just, uh, you know, subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And then you know, you're good. okay? Now, that's for free. I mean, you're welcome. You're welcome. That's for free. Now one of the reasons that that's for free is because of subscriptions to Blaze TV. And we need your subscriptions now more than ever. Uh, it's more important than ever that we have more voices in our life, not less. More voices, not less. I know that uh, some of our Congress people are doing their very best to remind everyone that we need to reign in the media. (laughs) Yes, we do. Only I think their version of reigning in the media, and I'm almost positive of this, is different than yours. (laughs) It certainly is different than mine. So go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y, blazetv.com slash Jeffy. You can use the promo code Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y. But if you go to that page, you'll scroll down and you'll see where you can save $30 on a year subscription. Huge savings right now. More important to have more voices than less. Go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy. Use the promo code Jeffy. If you scroll all the way down, you can see where you can save that $30 on the year subscription. And let this is a way to keep this podcast uh, free, but it also adds to your list of shows, which is huge on Blaze TV. So blazetv.com slash Jeffy. Of course, do that after you subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And of course, you can follow me on the social media sites as long as they still exist. Uh, Twitter at Jeffy JFR Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher radio. And if parlor ever comes back, which it's not looking good, according to the owner, uh, it's Jeff Fisher radio. I know there's gab and, uh, there's, uh, you know, there's plenty of other social media sites. We'll see if any, you know, show up, uh, and make a difference. I hope they do, uh, at some point, but for right now we have those. So you can follow me there. And as always, you can email, uh, Email me and the show chewing the fat at the blaze.com. Okay. I'm deciding whether to give you sad news or talk about the <laughs> deep rabbit hole. And it's, it wasn't really a rabbit hole more as more of a giraffe hole that I went down that I I learned something I didn't know. So which one, I mean, I guess, guess, you know what? We'll start with the sad news. It is chewing the fat. I'll give you sad news. I won't tell you the whole story. I'll just give you the headline. Now, it's sad news. So if you're, you know, doing something happy, just take a moment to know that this is going to be sad news and I don't know how you're going to take it. So you may want to be close to something where you could just sit down and, you know, take a breath. But... Gwyneth Paltrow is not comfortable with being a public person anymore, so she's going to not act. Uh, She's not been comfortable being a public person or being in front of the camera, even though she's done it for so long. So she's not going to act anymore. I know. I know. I don't know what I'll do either. I can't wait to uh, see... What goodness comes from goop now? But I told you, dry your eyes. (laughs) So I go down a rabbit hole, which is weird because it's about giraffes. So I'm not really sure if it's a giraffe hole or a rabbit hole. But I see a picture of a dwarf giraffe. Now, I... I, I guess once I saw it, I thought, yeah, well, like, I guess they exist, sure, but I I never I never knew it. But they're talking about scientists surprising surprised that they had to discover two dwarf giraffes in Uganda. And I see the picture of the dwarf giraffes, and I can't help but laugh. And I know it's not funny. It's never it's not funny to be. You know, laughing at dwarfs. And I'm not laughing at dwarfs. I'm laughing at the dwarf giraffes. So they're about half the average giraffe height. They've got long necks but stumpy legs. And, of course, they're going to struggle to mate because nobody wants to mate. Nobody wants to do any giraffe business with the dwarf unless there's some kind of sick giraffe bar they go to. So giraffe numbers apparently have tumbled uh, by 40% in the past 30 years. Now, I've seen a number of giraffes, not in the wild, but, uh, you know, at zoos and parks and facilities that house them. I've never seen a dwarf giraffe. Now, I don't know if the places show up and if there's a dwarf in the herd, they hide them so they don't see them but that got me thinking about other animals are there actually dwarfs and so when you start looking at stories and pictures of dwarfs in the wild it's not a that's not a pretty sight that's not a pretty sight of dwarf animals in the wild but it does make you realize that oh my gosh it does happen I don't know if if you're a dwarf animal, do they just leave you? I mean, in the wild, they probably, you know, oh no, you're not one of us. Take a take a hike. Unless you're like got a red nose, right? And then you're <laughs> you're okay if you can help save the herd. But other than that, but I'll be there. The damnedest. There's some there's some strange looking animals out there, and it just got me <laughs> that whole story about the dwarf giraffes in Nambia, man, just threw me for a loop because I had never thought about animals for some reason being being dwarfs. And just footage taken by the foundation showed the Uganda giraffe standing on thick muscled legs in the dry national park. And while while a taller animal with the usual long stick-like legs walked behind us so they hadn't kicked him out yet the other giraffes hadn't kicked him out yet <laughs> but you know maybe if we know they're there we'll save them if the herd kicks him out and says oof no we can't do anything with you get out of here maybe the you know the people at the park will will save them and then we can all go pay and see the, the dwarf giraffes and boy what fun that will be <music> Trump did it again and I didn't think they were going to let him get away with it uh, one more time before the end of his term but they did a convicted killer, Lisa Montgomery died by lethal injection early on Wednesday morning. She's the first woman executed by federal authorities since 1953 and this is how horrific the Trump administration has been This is the 11th person subjected to capital punishment under the Trump administration. I know. I know. Horrible. Horrible. I Thank thank you that he's finally going to be able to just get out of there and leave office. We're never going to leave him alone or anything. And we're still going to try to prosecute him criminally. And we don't want him to ever show his face or be able to make another dime around the world. But we're happy that he's gone. She was sentenced to death for the december 2004 strangulation now i didn't think they were going to do it they really have been fighting this for quite some time and they were saying that they weren't going to execute anyone uh because they believe that biden is going to stop the federal uh execution death penalty uh you know turn he's going to overturn anything that trump uh did biden will you know biden can do better and he'll just uh, anything down to he could do better, and he's just gonna overturn it, and it's not gonna happen anymore. But she was not a good person. I mean, uh, I know that we don't, you know, the death penalty is bad. I get it, uh, not really. And uh, she, they gave her penobarbital which I don't know where they got it from, but uh, they did it at the prison in Terre Haute, Indiana, with the U.S. Justice Department's execution chamber. And uh, down she went Now they've been fighting They've been arguing back and forth They were in multiple courts Delayed her execution They said You know way back in 2007 They did a uh, They found her guilty And they rejected the defense claim That she was delusional so they've been fighting back and forth that she's delusional. She's not bad. Okay, so federal judges in multiple courts have delayed the execution. And we've—I believe we've talked about it before. We certainly have talked about you know the other executions, but because uh, I'm you know a fan of the death penalty, and uh, at least I'm a fan of talking about it. You know, I'd like to know what her last meal was, but they didn't report exactly. I'm gonna have to look that up and see what her last meal was. But she was—they uh, finally. Uh, the Supreme Court uh, came through and said, uh, no, uh, that's fine, go ahead. So, I mean, they were ready because like 90 minutes after the Supreme Court said, yeah, yeah, we're done, go ahead. uh, They put her to death. And some of the relatives who attended declined to speak with the media. Good for them. Uh, When she was strapped down and any last words, She said, uh, no. I mean, that was her, those were her last words. Do you have uh, any last words? No. So she's done. Now, it's just a reminder. When you start feeling bad about her, um, being executed, um, just a reminder, all right, of what she did, uh, she strangled Bobby Joe Stennett who was 8 months pregnant at the time in Missouri All right, cut Stennett's fetus from her womb and tried to pass the child off as her own before she was arrested The infant safely recovered by authorities and returned to the father Wow That's that would be something to talk to her. And obviously, I don't know if they know who she is or not, but that would be that would be something to talk to her. I'm guessing she doesn't remember anything. That's <laughs> no, not funny. That's not funny. So a couple of uh, quick uh, coronavirus COVID-19 updates. Uh, Moderna CEO, uh, Stefan Bansel, Uh, said that he expects the world will have to deal with coronavirus forever. Now, he uh, said uh, SARS-CoV-2 is not going away. This was uh, him speaking uh, on a panel at the J.P. Morgan Healthcare Conference. Boy, I bet you that was fun to be at. Um, But, (laughs) you know, don't forget, I mean, the great Anthony Fauci told us that uh, I doubt we're going to eradicate this. So it's going to be around forever. And, you know, there's new strains. In this story alone, it talks about, uh, which I hadn't seen, that two new strains of the coronavirus uh, showed up in Ohio. And, of course, it becomes uh, concerning. Uh, Yeah. Uh, When they lead to significant increases in transmission or lethality. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Typically, uh, viruses mutate to become more contagious. They become less deadly. Right, which is kind of a good news. But one of the new strains in Ohio quickly became the dominant variant in Columbus in just a three-week period. So that's good news. I mean, we, we've got that to look forward to, right? Right. A new guide to new COVID-19 testing rules for travel to the U.S. Require pre-flight testing. Uh, yeah, you, you you have tested uh, positive. Yeah, you're not getting into the U.S. Have a nice day. All passengers flying into the United States. International travel must test negative. All right. You need to show negative tests. Uh, whether you're flying on a private or a charter flight. Now, there are exceptions, of course. Children under two. Airline crews federal law enforcement agents, and members of the military traveling for duty. Other than that, everyone else must show a negative test when traveling to the U.S. All right. Now, airlines can seek temporary waivers for certain countries where testing supplies are inadequate. But I would say if your testing supplies are inadequate, then international travel should be postponed. That would be just me, though. If we're going to test everybody except for, you know, two-year-olds and airline crews, and the airline crews, I believe, are getting tested regularly anyway, or should be. Federal law enforcement agents probably getting tested regularly. Military traveling for duty. I don't know if they're getting tested regularly, but do we trust do we trust it? I, I guess. Okay. But if you are in a country that, uh, where supplies are inadequate, I uh, guess what? You don't get to travel. Uh, we'll send you some more supplies and then we can test everybody if you want to come into the U S but before then, uh, no way. Okay. Have a nice day. Now, remember that, uh, we have universal testing requirement goes into effect at the end of this month. People arriving from the United Kingdom have already been subject to these testing requirements. So get over it. I'm okay with this. I think I think I'm okay with this. If you're coming into this country, international travel, no matter who you are, if you've gone out of the country, you're coming back in, we gotta we gotta have a, we gotta have a negative test. Right? I think so. I think I'm all for that. And Switzerland. Uh, Switzerland, you love them, you know them, you love them. Holding a referendum on whether to strip the government of its power to impose coronavirus lockdowns. Unfortunately, they're just talking about their own government and not other governments because they want to strip the government of its power to impose new lockdown measures. Good luck and subscribe to more blaze media content at theblaze.com podcasts all right a couple of emails that uh came into chewing the fat at theblaze.com this one from mike uh made me uh well it made me smile i didn't uh, i didn't uh, <laughs> i didn't lol but i eld so uh according to mike maybe we should start a rumor that donald trump will replace alex trebek talking about uh, who the guest hosts that are going to be filling in on jeopardy and eventually we'll get to a an actual replacement uh, and watch uh, the left meltdown he says in his email that's actually a great idea I wish we would have started that already it's too late now because now we know it's a joke it would have been fantastic to have Donald Trump ha <laughs> I love it we need to make that happen you know what We it's not too late Donald Trump we, should, we need to start the rumor is going to be make them deny that Donald Trump is not going to be a fill-in host on Jeopardy that will be fantastic and he also goes on to say that it's more than likely going to be someone like Stacey Abrams Um, that's probably true too Uh, Also, he goes on to talk about Mike Milbury being let go of his horrific statement, and I'm not going to repeat it. You can go back and listen to the podcast. Uh, I believe it was yesterday's podcast. um, The which is the 13th of January was yesterday's, because if you're listening live today to this podcast, it's the 14th of January, 2021. Uh, Mike Milbury was let go for his horrific line that he said on television about women, but. according to mike he should have said that he was sorry for what i said i didn't realize that my statement would get so many panties in a bunch i don't understand how women could have heard this as they would be in the kitchen cooking or cleaning as a good woman should be doing being this upset with what i said is retarded oh and you need to get over this oh man oh man oh now that's referring to the to the nascar story which i wasn't going to repeat but i just did i said the r word and i was just i was reading i was quoting a quote from an email it wasn't me that said the r word but uh yes that would have been a great idea from mike and i got an email from allison who sent a copy of a fax that she received to her email in today's world You know your phone systems for business, and and, uh, you know if you're not aware, uh, faxes come in and then they get sent to your email and you get alerted. Those fax came in for you, and you have to update your email to make sure that you can see the faxes that come in because so many things get faxed today. But this particular fax, why? Maybe I should start. uh, I just want to be clear that when I get these emails about faxes coming in, yeah, I don't read them. I don't read them. So maybe I did get this. I'm bummed that I didn't. And now I'm going to have to start looking at my faxes that come in. Because this came in to uh, Allison. And it said, uh, I'm aware that this fax message has come to you as a surprise. As we have not met before or had any business transaction in the past. Nevertheless, I contacted you with genuine intentions that will be of great benefits to both of us. Okay, now this man gives his name, Mr. Ernest Mogamadan, from South Africa. As an accountant, banker, by profession, I work for one of the prime financial institutions here in South Africa. I'm contacting you to partner with me to secure the funds kept in the custody of our financial institution by a deceased client. I have gotten an email like this, similar to this, I'm pretty sure, because... uh, They're concerned. There's a lot of places around the world that are concerned about these great funds that are in accounts for deceased uh, clients, and man, they want to get that money out of there. Bad. And according to this, uh, they've made several inquiries to find uh, any of his immediate relatives, and of course, no success. Uh, All of my efforts to find a member of his family have proved all unsuccessful. Now, there's no risk attached, of course not, as I have worked out all the modalities to complete the process successfully and legally. I hope to finish the claim within a few banking days from the date of the receipt of the following information. Your full name, address, phone, email address. This information would be used in writing letters to claim respect, respect. (laughs) <laughs> all they need is all your information, and then it'll be all good. Don't worry about it. I'm going to give you another email address, not this one, or not this fax address, but another email address which you can contact me with uh, more details on the procedures of this claim. He gives a telephone number. Man, I almost want to call that telephone number. Man, I almost want to. I may do that. I'm going to use somebody else's phone, though. I will send you all relating documents upon receipt of your response. Now it doesn't let me see, does it give the amount? Uh the amount of transactions, they're gonna give you thirty percent and seventy percent is gonna be for, for our man from South Africa, but it doesn't give the amount. It just gives well that kind of stinks. Why is how how are you gonna get in the deal? It wants to You don't have to worry about anything, according to Ernest. Uh, because this transaction will be processed legally and protect you from any infraction of the law. It says so right there. So you're in it. Why doesn't I'm really bummed now. It doesn't say the amount. You're gonna get thirty percent of the amount. We're calling this number. I'm gonna use somebody else's phone, but I'm going to call this number in this fact, and we're gonna find out what happens on the other end of this fact. <laughs> But if you're just one of those people that think, well, you're not going to get lucky enough to receive a, a fax like this. You know, if you're lucky enough to still be working or still looking for a job, they've uh, MarketWatch has now listed the 10 best places to work in 2021, according to employees. So... Uh, According to this, uh, uh, here on MarketWatch, Glassdoor dropped its 13th annual 100 Best Places to Work list this week. So I've got the top 10 for you. Okay. And it's very, you know, these are the top 10 best places to work in 2021. And then we'll take a look and see if there's any place that uh, rings really true in the top 100. Uh, Number 10, HEB. Yeah, there's nothing like working at a grocery store man I I've worked at a grocery store for almost 8 years. I am a big fan of the grocery business. Number 9 Microsoft. Number 8 Lululemon. Number 7 Delta Airlines. I can actually uh, say that I believe that one. I know someone who works for Delta Airlines and uh, they're very very happy. I know more than one person actually that works for Delta and they they're all they all Love working for Delta, so I, I believe that one. Google, yeah, I mean, you're if you're if you're inside Google, you're probably doing okay. McKinsey and Company, I love McKinsey and Company. I wouldn't work for another McKinsey, I'll tell you that. Just McKinsey and Company, HubSpot. Uh, In and Out Burger, yeah, there's nothing like flipping burgers for a living. Man. Actually, we did stories about how the managers make uh, big money at In and Out Burger. I be- It's probably a great place. Nivea? Niv- N- Nivea? What is that? Nivea? Is that the makeup place? Yeah, it's the makeup place. The artificial intelligence commu- commu- computing leadership. <laughs> Yeah, it's the makeup place. Uh, Yeah, Nivdia. Yeah, it's a big makeup place. Yeah, no, it is uh, not. It's a multinational technology company. Of course it is. And a Bain & Company. So those are the top 10 from Glassdoor for the 2021 winners. I don't know if any. We're going to have to scroll through this top 100 real quick. So 28 of the top 100 places to work in 2021 are tech companies. Uh, six biotech and pharmaceuticals, uh, I mean, that's okay, good. And, um, they're talking about job salaries for the best jobs rankings, uh, physician assistant, physician assistant, median salary, $112,260 a year. Wow. Uh, That's, that's considered the best position to combine a six figure salary with a high job satisfaction. A uh, software developer, 107000 a year. I'm sorry, one hundred and seven dollars dollars a year. A nurse practitioner, a dollars If I'm a physician assistant, I'm getting just $2,000, not even $2,000 more than the practitioner. Uh, no, uh, no, I need a raise. A medical and health services manager. Gets one hundred thousand nine hundred eighty a year, and a physician is making two hundred six thousand five hundred dollars a year. So the doc is getting two hundred six thousand five hundred a year, but the nurse practitioner is getting one hundred and ten, and the the physician assistant is getting one hundred and twelve. No, 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 no. We need to take a look at these uh, salaries and have them renegotiated. That needs to happen today.